and welcome back. I'm Lorraine Popolison. I'm Andrew Tomlinson. And we're happy to be doing this again after uh, our six-week hiatus or so. <laughs> I mean, it was a month. We did a month. It took like a summer break. We had some busy stuff in June, some trips, a backpacking trip that we went on. I had a road trip. So we were we were doing some stuff. I've had so much happen to me. So many fish deaths. Deaths. <laughs> deaths with an S. <laughs> I'm at a 54% survival rate. Are you do you have a sign that's like number of days since the last dead fish? I have to yeah, I need like a whiteboard though because I have to keep getting new post-it notes. Right? <laughs> you just need to like write just it's like one through ten. I'm still you know, learning. Like... <laughs> I'm learning. It's not like I'm practicing on children or even hamsters plants. yeah i know all my pla- plants aren't like booming and being all my plants are fine you like that song all my friends are dead you'll sing all my fish are dead <laughs> not all of them some of them are well the important thing is you kept the two frogs happen wait or- that's not true i did have a frog so- death Okay, no, I'm so no. Sorry. Could you bring up that? I'm so sorry to bring that up. No, in such no. A I'm actually public forum. I'm actually happy because one of them got a terrible disease that happens to frogs and a lot, and it happens to people who have frogs that know a lot more about African dwarf frogs than I do. Frogs? Is it gonna? I mean, to it go? happens to their frogs. Okay, okay. <laughs> and and I managed to. Keep, I think it's really contagious, and I don't know. Fingers crossed. It's been a week, and, and the other one, the other one is not caught it, and the incubation period is two weeks. So we'll see. But week. it's it's like the movie Twenty Eight Days Later or whatever. But, Twenty Eight Days. Or whatever. <laughs> but I'm proud of myself. So some some tragedy there, but we went on a nice backpacking trip with a. Death March involved that Lorraine was mad at me about. But. I was not mad at you. <laughs> I feel like you think that we hold you responsible for the trip that all of us looked at the trail and said, looks good. And then Andrew was like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> you guys have to pick the next one. And I was like, it's fair that we need to pick the next one. But honestly, like, I, I would have done the same thing. Yeah. We're um really irresponsible backpackers, though. Well, I am anyway. I definitely carry a bunch more weight than I would need to, for example whiskey and a can of ginger ale we're fun backpackers that's the trade-off for doing one night is that you have the capacity to bring fun things i know we wouldn't be so ridiculous with extra shit if we're doing yeah, a lot doing like a through hike yeah, yeah. No, i'd be like very down to business right but yeah i haven't worked out since the pandemic started so um i'll say that the mile of elevation gain was a little rough I think I might have been okay because um, my boyfriend is doing Half Dome in a few weeks. I've been training with him. So maybe that helped me a little bit. Yeah, maybe that and the fact that I only slept three hours the night before for some reason. I, like, major anxiety. Like, woke up at, like, 4.30 in the morning and never fell back to sleep or something. And it was straight bullshit. I slept great in that hotel i did not sleep great i didn't sleep at all and then i had basically a meltdown when we got to the... oh my god i just have to preach though that like my little soapbox is that you really have to be realistic with people when they're on the uphill because i think it's bullshit when they're like you're so close and you're not fucking close 
And so when people asked us when we were leaving the next day, like, how far to this lake? I was like, you have to go up another fucking mountain. Yeah, we're like... And then you guys kept being like, it's not a mountain. I was like, it's over a pass, and it's another 30 minutes of uphill. So (laughs) I'm going to call that a mountain, okay? Yeah. It's not all downhill from here. Yeah, I mean, so on our trip, we we did a road trip, and so we went to Death Valley and Zion and the Grand Canyon. So we hiked Angel's Landing which is, like, the one with, like, you have to use chains and whatever to go through it. It's honestly not that bad, but um, the switchbacks before, just to get up to that part, are pretty gnarly. And we definitely had to stop for me. I was worse on the uphill, and Phil <laughs> was worse on the downhill, because he has a bad knee. So his, like, kind of oh. just stopped working on the downhill. Oh, my God. And I was like, okay, I'm going to find some Advil. <laughs> that sucks. But Angel's Landing was very cool. Um experience and then when we got to the Grand Canyon like people were asking about the Grand Canyon I was like there's really not much there I mean well that's what I was gonna say I was like don't you just go and you kind of look and then what else yeah like we drove by and we stopped at Horseshoe Bend which is like separate from the South Room whatever um and then we like stayed in the park and whatever but the trails are the one that goes along the rim and then the one that goes in the canyon and Mm -hmm. it's like you can't you can't go in the canyon that far (laughs) When it's 100 degrees outside and you're not, like, a triathlete, whatever. It's, like, literally every, yeah. every like, 500 yards there's another sign about how many people die. And, of course, I'm with Phil, who's German, who apparently Germans are, like, the number one, like, the nationality to die in the national parks in the U.S. Why? I don't know. I don't know either because Germans are, like, such law-abiding citizens normally. I wonder if they get to America and they're like, there are no rules. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> That's like a common, that's a, that's a known fact. So all the warnings are also in German. They're in English and German and a bunch of other Really? Languages. I mean, that's they're like funny. Spanish. They're like in common foreign languages for visitors, but it was very funny. Um, but yeah, Grand Canyon is super, super pretty, but we didn't really plan ahead for anything. So, um, you know, next time we'll probably like think ahead and book like a rafting trip or a helicopter ride or whatever, but really like everything was booked up, which everything right now is chaos. and we at the last room every single place that we stayed so um yeah we got lucky oh it's good it's good it was cool it was really cool and um i mean after doing angel's landing it wasn't like i wanted to do too much the next day at the grand canyon <laughs> anyway it was like look at it ooh ah very cool uh go back i just thought of something we should you should uh post that pic of us backpacking where we're wearing matching outfits Oh yeah, I told I told Phil about that because Andrea heard this girl who walked by us, and I heard her, and I was like, I don't know what she's talking about. And Andrea goes, she said she she noticed our outfits, and I was like, why did she say team colors? And she's like, we're matching today, and I was like, oh, I forgot. <laughs> so yeah, we've had a lot of fun adventures in the last few weeks. So um, we appreciate all of you waiting anxiously yes. with bated breath for this next you can episode. Sco- you can scoop back in your chairs now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna go ahead and do the next movie. So Andrea has been teasing me a little bit with telling me that this is, like, a good, a good, good one, which is impressive. I mean, I think it's good, good. A lot of people, this is considered a cult classic, um, and it has a lot of, I've been saving this one, I've been waiting for summer for it. <laughs> for reasons that will be obvious um and it has a lot of famous people in it and it's funny because originally i told lorraine like this has a lot of famous people in it but it's not 
random people that don't normally go together, like Stardust. like or, or Anaconda. It's like a lot of people that you usually see together, like you don't watch an Adam Sandler movie and you're like, Kevin James, what's he doing here? Yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. but <laughs> they're part of a clique. But then when I was looking it up to find if there was gonna be a place where Lorraine could watch it for free. I was like, there's actually a lot of other random people in this movie that I completely forgot about that you usually don't see. So it's like there's more people in this movie than not people, but a lot of them, like, it's their... There's more people than not people? <laughs> what was that? <laughs> there's animals? a lot of there big names. Actors? But really? there, there were people? some of them that it was like their first ever movie. Um, By the way, you've seen Free Willy. I have not. I have. I don't know why that just came to me. I think we talked about it maybe a little while ago, but um, that's if you heard that click, that's me marking down free. Oh my god, how have you not? Because I sent you no. that. In- I sent you an incredible Instagram, which I know you don't always look at, but it was like an Instagram reel of a uh, a girl standing on a ledge, and her friend from behind her throws a orca an orca floaty over her with the I think it was like it was one of those movies where like the trailers on like Disney Channel too much I'm just like I don't I don't Disney Channel this was a fucking blockbuster movie I don't even know if it was associated with Disney but um okay should I reveal the movie now yes I'm at the edge of my seat after waiting six weeks to hear okay we're going to be watching Wet Hot American Summer okay so I, I guess it's a throwback in that it's an old movie. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to it. Do you, like, never heard of this movie at all? No, I've heard of this movie. Okay. Like, to me, it's just, like, nostalgia and Americana is all I know about it. So, looking forward to it. So, shall we go watch it? Yeah, let's do it. Welcome back. We just watched Wet Hot American Summer, and I'm so excited to talk about it because it was like better than I remember. Or was, <laughs> if you want to shorten it in your notes. So, first of all, were you surprised at how many famous people are in this movie? Okay, so I definitely was surprised because when I went and like looked this up to see where to watch it, I mean, even though you told me it was on Peacock, I forgot. So um, I did not realize this was 2001 recent. Like I thought, like you said it was a cult classic. Like I thought this was a classic classic. And I thought this was like Animal House era. What is that? Like and 80s? So I, yeah, I literally thought that this was American Graffiti, which I also haven't seen. Because a lot of it's talking about how many famous people are in it and American Graffiti. Is there a lot of famous people? I don't know anything about American Graffiti. Yes, yes. So I haven't seen it either. And I thought you would have with all of your film knowledge. So American Graffiti, I think, is like the movie that like made George Lucas famous. And so it has like Harrison Ford and Ron Howard and Richard Dreyfuss and Suzanne Somers and Mm -hmm. like all of the Mackenzie Phillips is in it like all of these very very famous people were in American Graffiti so when you were talking about it like wet hot American summer like I said all I thought of is like Americana and nostalgia so I just like thought it was that movie that's so funny like and, and i've never seen it so maybe we can watch it that's together. so funny you were like it's a throwback i was like i guess it is like, yeah, 2001. i mean it's 20 years ago right. 
And the funny thing is American Graffiti is like done in the late 70s and it's about the mid like mid 60s. It's like not that like far back like 15 years. Mhm. I guess it's kind of like 2001 though to the 80s with this one, right? That's only like 15 right. years, right? And it well, seems so far I mean, away. the movie does take place in the 80s. But that's what I'm saying. In 2001, it was right. still only 15 years back. You're like to the 80s. This still seems so far away. <laughs> but Anyways, so I thought that was funny. I also noticed when I was looking it up that the ratings are wildly differing between the different sources. IMDb's got it at a 6.6 .6 out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes has it as a, a, as a 38%. That's for the critics, though. But I think that's, like, crazy, though, because I thought this movie is, like, very popular. And then... Who cares about the critics, though? What was the, um... And then Google, of course, 81%. Okay, well, the um, Rotten Tomatoes has the audience score is 75%. That one's more important. That's what we are. We're not critics. <laughs> I mean, we do hashtag film review. Movie review. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and then, so yeah, because I did not even know what John, like era this was from, I was thinking this was like Ron Howard. Um, and then I saw on the like cover that it was Paul Rudd. I was like, oh, Paul Rudd's in this? And I didn't know he's my man. <laughs> and then there was like, I was like, I literally wrote Amy Poehler question mark. There's a blonde in the opening credits because yeah. I like couldn't tell if it was her. They do. I was happy about that because they don't do the thing where they they give all the names. They give all the names, and they have like a little thing, like where they're sort of showing people. But it was sort of fast, and like I knew that you'd be taking notes, so you'd probably still miss some people. Well, I like saw her, but I was like, Is that Amy Poehler, yeah. like. <laughs> so yeah, so so opening scene. Um, is it's 1981, so I guess 20 years. Yeah. Whatever, at least. <laughs> yep. And it's the last day of camp. Um, and everyone is waking up. Apparently all the boys were sleeping in the girls' cabins, and that was just, like, a known fact, but we're just gonna let it go. Like, the boys kind of all go... Sprinting back to the They cabins. each go running back, and the counselors are just sitting there, like... And it's the last day of camp, so the counselors are like... Yeah. You're not supposed to be out of your bunks. Yeah. You're in trouble. Did you ever go to a camp like this? I was going to ask you. No, never. Never no. did I ever go to sleepaway camp. I went to soccer camp. That's the only camps I went to. I one time went to a sleepaway soccer camp, but that was like the closest. We never ever went to camp. It was way too expensive and there were four children. Um, we did go to a camp one year that was like a day camp. And we, they, like, took us on some fun things. Like, one time we went to the boardwalk, and then I hung out with a girl that made us late to get back to the adults, which meant we had to hang out with the adults for the rest of the day. That was mortifying for me. Um, and then I think my brother and I were being dicks, and so my mom didn't even let us go to the last day. Actually, now I'm thinking about it. Which is funny, because that seems like more of a punishment for my mom. Right. <laughs> Actually, no, I'm thinking about it. I guess we did do something. It was a family camp, though, so, like, my parents were oh there. Oh, my God. But, like, what? You have to tell the story. What story? The beaver! The beaver story is happening right now. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> so, it was a fa Yeah, so we went to this um, family camp, and, like, there were crafts, and there was, like, a little... You can go fishing and, like, lead, you know, like, some guided hikes and stuff like that and there was like at the you know on certain nights there'd be like a little campfire that everyone sits around and Here it comes. so there's this 
There was this song called the Beaver Song that we sang. And it was like a song where it's like all the adults always laughed and like the kids like never knew why. We're like, I guess it's funny, but so do I have to sing the song? Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, well, I don't remember all the words. You'd say like, I'm a beaver, you're a beaver, we are beavers all, but then we'd also like have to make a beaver sound. And that would be What does a beaver sound like, Andrea? <laughs> well, in the song you go like this. <laughs> <laughs> like all the adults would always be crying laughing and we never knew and then when I was relaying the song to someone as an adult and talking about like yeah this is so silly and then as I was doing it I was like this is hilarious this is very funny and a little inappropriate, <laughs> inappropriate. munching beavers yeah. beaver munch beavers munching um <laughs> Um, I don't want to flex too hard, but one year I did win catching the biggest fish. So <laughs> that's pretty impressive. <laughs> um, the only sp- experience I've ever had with a family camp is when we went to raft the Russian River. It was during a drought year. We thought we could start a a half a mile or a quarter mile up the river, make it back to our house that was on the river. We were like, this is going to be totally great. We get drunk 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 (laughs) and the river is so low like it's not going anywhere unless you're swimming or it gets to a shallow spot and you pick up your floaty and walk like it's that bad and it's warm like the river's warm it's not normally like that and we get out finally at some beach that we're just like we just need to find a beach and get out and then our friend was dry our poor friend's going through an ipo and she's like the the chief accounting officer or whatever so she's yeah she's answering calls from her cfo oh and so God. she's coming up late we we're already there all friday drunk river float she's on the phone with her cfo trying to get a hold of us trying to figure out where the fuck we are because we're like you're gonna come pick us up because we don't know <laughs> where we are and then she's like just drop me a pin and we drop her a pin oh and then God. she drives in circles for another like 25 minutes before she realizes we are in a family camp so we stopped off at a beach, just a random beach, you couldn't tell. Yeah. And we're just like standing there drunk, loud, being very inappropriate. Wait, were you were an adult? Yes. Okay. This is my experience with a family camp. And then But your parents were there? No, listen. Okay. We were drunk. Girls, 30th birthday. Oh. Okay, okay. <laughs> but the beach didn't say anything about the family oh, camp. Okay. So we just stopped on the river. And then she was like, you guys are in the, you guys just have to walk up. You're like in a little family camp. She's like, I had to get someone to buzz me in because they finally oh took pity God. on me because I was sitting in front of the gate, the the driveway. And we were like, we'll just come out to you. Welcome out to you. <laughs> and she's like, no, the driveway is like a half a mile long. Like, like she, the way, I don't know how she even found us. And <laughs> she comes all the way, but we walk up from the river. And as we're walking up from the river, we're walking past these signs that are like, Adults must be accompanied by a child 14 years or younger. Like, you have to have oh kids. God. Like, you can't just be there. You're like, we're acting like children. <laughs> we're drunk and we're carrying these giant floaties. <laughs> like, giant swan floaty. Oh, my God. <laughs> and then we're trying to deflate them to get in the car. And we're just, like, making a show oh up. So then we all shoved ourselves into her car. The floaties notoriously are very hard to deflate. 
And so then we were also shoved in there with like still half inflated <laughs> floaties, like trying to not suffocate. How comical. It was, it was a wild ride. <laughs> so yeah, I, family camp sounds fun, I guess. Yeah, that's so funny. You didn't, no beavers. No beavers for us. Um, okay, so yeah. They're just making a big deal about this last day of camp being like, you've had eight weeks to find love, you loser. So if you don't have someone to kiss after the talent show, which seems like a big thing, which I would be like, this is my nightmare. Uh, (laughs) It's like after the talent show is the same as New Year's. Right, (laughs) right. Like the talent show ends and then you make out. Yeah. Um, So we see Paul Rudd having like a really gross makeout sesh with his girlfriend. (laughs) Um, I don't know who she was. No, she wasn't um, really in anything besides these movie or this movie and Mighty Ducks. She was in as well, I guess. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, I was like, she looked familiar. That makes sense. But yeah, that was pretty much it for her. Okay. Yeah. But like a real gross make out. Um, and like very exaggerated. Like, like, yeah, like a lot of tongue. A lot of them making out in this is like that. (laughs) And her name is Katie. So then Katie... She's the cool girl. She's like the cool one that's also kind of nice. Paul Rudd is like the cool guy. And he's kind of a dick to Katie because he's like trying to be the cool guy. Yes. Uh, So anyway, Katie goes over to this guy, Coop, who looks like the loser. (laughs) And she's like, we got to find you a girl for the night. And so that's like her mission for the day, I guess. Yeah. Then we cut to, at least per my notes... Janine Garofalo, who yes. is the camp director, flirting with none other than Niles Crane. <laughs> yep. I don't know his name. David Hyde Pierce. <laughs> Niles teaches astrophysics. At and... the college nearby. He's, like, not even involved at the camp. Yeah, no, until, no, no, no. Like... <laughs> I think he must live close enough. Yeah. Like, they must yeah. be his house, but, like... She's, like, talking to him, and she's like, oh, my gosh, you should come and teach the kids. I'm sure that they would love it. Also, I was like, that's kind of, like, something you tell someone, like, three weeks in advance. Not right. Like that's so, it's the last time. day of camp, like. Because it's the last day, everything has to take place on such a condensed timeline that it was stressing right. me out a bit. This camp is extremely chaotic, though. Like, I mean, they got a lot of shit done for the day. It's a long day. It was a long day. But, um. Yeah, so she's flirting with him, and she's like, you didn't come teach? And he's like, no, no, no. And he's like, I said no! And he, like, loses his shit, like a psychopath. And she's like, okay, bye. At some point, it cuts to some kids where, like, a dragon's, a Dungeons and Dragons nerd yeah. is yeah. flirting with a girl, and she calls him a douchebag. And he says, douchebags are hygienic products, and I take that as a compliment. <laughs> um, I had to tell Phil what a douchebag was. <laughs> And then we cut, so by the way, there's going to be the, a lot of, and then we, because it's just yes. like, a lot of cut Yes, scenes. so I was going to say, like, it's like, a lot characters. of times when we do this, we'll try and be like, here's a small subplot, let's just ignore it, but it's like, that's what the whole the movie whole is. is. a bunch of little subplots. Yeah, so like, there's- let's just talk about the funny ones. There's like, really no main plot. like <laughs> Except getting laid at the end of camp. Yeah. Um, that's just an overall goal though interwoven through each like that was just what the 80s were like i yeah. think so then we cut to gene who's the food service guy yes and i just put food service guy wtf because he like 
he'll say something and then he'll mumble something insane under his breath. Yes. And whoever the kid is that's working with him is so good where he's like, well, I know that you just said that. And he's well, like, I didn't say that. So the cook is Christopher Maloney, who is on Law & Order SVU. Yes. Okay. So wait, wait, you, you gave it away earlier because like it took me a while to figure out what he was. Yeah. Yeah. So but I definitely put, um, he's fucking Stabler. Elliot Stabler. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah, no, it's Law and Order SVU. Oh, okay. Um, so, but so, and he was the cook in the movie. He was in, he was in Vietnam, and like, so I think he's kind of messed up from that, but he'll say just insane stuff under his breath sometimes, like, um. Now I'm going to go hunt the refrigerator. And yeah. And the kid would be like, you said you're going to hunt the refrigerator, and then he'll like say something. It's, it's like in The Lion King where he says... I'd never have to do this for Mufasa. And then he says, what did you say? And he says, uh, K-Fasa? Right. <laughs> like, he'll say a normal thing, and then, a cr- like, I gotta go make these sandwiches, and then go fondle my sweaters. or so- like, Yes, fondle my sweaters. Um, we'll come back to that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, he pops up a few times, so you'll hear about Everybody it. Everybody does, as they're saying. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Niles pops up again, comes into the dining hall, and just finds the nerds. Just yes. Yes. Like, for them and then they're like yeah we want to learn about space it's true physics <laughs> um and then amy poehler is making out with none other than bradley cooper yeah. <laughs> i was really excited about that this i was is, like oh my god this I'm... is bradley cooper's first ever movie really i was yes. gonna say it had to be like really yes what's funny is he like really doesn't look different between this and like he doesn't look that different yeah. or whatever like right. he hasn't aged that much unless Unless it's like a star is born where they wanted him to age and right. they like made him look older. Right. Like he stayed pretty young. They're like the theater leaders, basically. And they're like come in to announce that they're gonna be putting on a last day of camp talent show. Oh yeah, they came in and they yelled about that and I said, apparently the talent show is big. Then we cut to Gail, who is the arts and crafts teacher, Molly Shannon. Yep. And she's having a meltdown because her, she's going through a divorce and she can't find the crayons and the children are going to be her therapists for the day. That's their subplot, yes. Also, there's a smaller one with um, Ken Marino and Joe, I don't know how to say it, Latrulio. This is a, not a littler one. This is a crazy subplot. This is a cra- okay, it's a crazy one. issues with um, But... Ken Marino's in lots of stuff. You definitely know his face. And the other guy is, he plays Charles on Brooklyn Nine-Nine. So that's, that's what he's in. But, um, but Ken Marino is pretending like, well, okay, I guess that's a spoiler. So it starts off with Ken Marino basically thinking every girl who makes eye contact with him is doing so because they want to fuck him. He also has an afro. Yes, he has a crazy afro. So... Ken Marino has been tasked with taking kids on a rafting trip because apparently camp director Janine Garofalo has made a promise to them and now it's the last day. So it just has right. to be done. Yeah. Because this isn't something that would have to be scheduled or planned or planned ahead of time. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> apparently, um, and then there's, a, yeah, just apparently it's like two hours away. So that I have a lot of issues with the timeline all over the place in this movie. Um, also, I just want to note that we cut to Michael Ian Black, who's a counselor as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. And he's dealing with a kid who has not showered all summer. Yeah. And this kid thinks that he's doing a radio show and there's nothing plugged in. So he's just been sitting in a room doing a fake radio show, not showering 
for eight weeks. <laughs> I can't imagine the stink on that kid. Um, then I just put Elizabeth Banks with an exclamation point. Yep. <laughs> um, and then they're all sitting there and they all agree to meet back here in 10 years at 9.30 a.m. Yeah, yeah. So they're like, well, what time? And they're like, well, it's too far. It's like, and he's like, well, we'll say, we'll say nine and then, and then we'll get here at nine 30. And he's like, well, we're all going to be like adults in our thirties by then. Can't we, or in our twenties, can't we get somewhere on time? Like, <laughs> no, the answer is no. <laughs> also. Yeah. They were just like on a Tuesday at nine 30 AM in 10 years. Yeah, like, what are you smoking? <laughs> um, cut back to arts and crafts teacher, Gail having a legit meltdown and a little boy talking her down. So then we cut to um, camp director Beth, Janine Garofalo, mm-hmm. um, asking Katie, the hot girl making out with Paul Rudd, um, for help with her appearance. And she's like, do I just like wear pants? And then she's like, we'll do a makeover for you. Because she figures out that she's interested in Niles. Oh, wait, wait. I have to go, I have to go back. Because something happens, I think, right before this where Andy, Paul Rudd, is sitting at the lunch table in like the mess hall or whatever eating and then he just finishes and he just like slaps his plate off the table (laughs) what was that so literally paul rudd during this entire movie he's just a dick for no reason which i guess is like most teenage boys but like janine garofalo's standing right there and is like well you're gonna pick that up yeah he's like out of time and he was <laughs> so like overly active so the way he like dramatic he like very dramatically cleans it up like a little kid throwing a tantrum and it's so he's like throwing his body all over the place very dramatically i thought you would like that part i mean i was just like <laughs> what is actually happening here? also after that we cut to andy paul rudd sitting there flirting with elizabeth banks yeah and letting a kid just take a motorboat. Yeah. Okay. Like a child. <laughs> and then he's like sitting there like all sulky and Elizabeth Banks is like flirting with him. And she's like, what are you doing? And he's like, I'm writing in my journal. <laughs> yeah. And she was like, you mean, a, a, oh, you writing a journal? And he's like, yeah, whatever. And she's like, well, what's in it? And he's like, you can't read it. Well, when she says, you mean a journal, he's like, whatever, I'm not smart like you. (laughs) (laughs) My girdle. And then they proceed to just make out very grossly again. So now he's cheating on Katie, cute Katie. Yeah. And so, of course, then we cut to Katie, who's helping nerd Coop pick a girl. And she's like, I mean, this girl's a slut. Aren't you like, you know, you could totally get her. And he's like, she's like, yeah, he's like, not she's not really my type and she's like yeah i guess you're not like a slut kind of guy and he's like no i like sluts he says he says my favorite quote i love sluts sluts rock (laughs) (laughs) so they settle on Susie, i think yes who's amy pole well so okay it's funny because it's like in my notes i was writing down the names of the characters because i'm like how many times can i be expected to type janine garofalo when i could just type beth but then i feel like for these purposes it's almost easier to see the actor's name yeah, so yeah because it's all over the place so i mean you couldn't keep trying for my like third time writing garofalo i was like i'm not typing this jg yeah so we cut back to janine garofalo camp counselor beth um, who's bad at flirting, and then she's, like, talking to Niles while looking all cute, and she's like, 
he says something and she's like astrophysics I love it you know it's my biggest hobby <laughs> and I was like why does anyone make such a definitive statement like that I wouldn't even tell you my actual biggest hobby is my biggest hobby because I would be afraid that you would be like, really? Really? What kind of equipment do you like for backpacking? Right. What kind of boots do you wear? Oh, I have these. And I'd be like, oh, you could answer all those questions. I mean, I, yeah, but like that someone could like something way cooler. Like, I don't even know, like, like, I don't even know how much my sleeping bag weighs and how much like a lighter sleeping bag. That's like what people piss about in hiking, backpacking, whatever. So I like, I wouldn't even go there. I would be like, I don't know. I just kind of like a lot of things a little bit. And I'm not very good at any of them. That's how I roll. But anyway, that she just fucking puts her hand down on biggest hobby. And then so then he's like, really? Who's your favorite astrophysicist? And I was like, this is, you got yourself into this mess. It's mortifying. And then she like obviously can't answer. And so she like runs off. We cut back to Andy, Paul Rudd with the kid in the motorboat who then yes. goes into the water and starts to drown and like doesn't get up because he's making out with Elizabeth Banks even though he sees the kid go underwater <laughs> and then his swimming buddy is like Andy have you seen my swimming buddy <laughs> and he takes the kid the the witness yeah. drives down the road with a van and throws him out of the van <laughs> yeah. so he's just like disposing of witnesses <laughs> once yeah spoiler alert yeah they're irresponsible counselors spoiler alert um i mean this is beyond irresponsible like <laughs> letting them sleep in the same bunks is like bad but like i'm sure that happens at camps occasionally but this is just beyond yep <laughs> um so then beth and henry go into town for books and all of the camp counselors hop in the truck yeah they're like you're going into town will you get us something and she's like no 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 and then they just all hop in the bed and so it starts out funny where everyone's like yay we get to go to town so we get like good food and we can get candy and we can get snacks but it turns into a full fucking bender where they're like shooting up heroin and buying coke (laughs) yeah doing all this and they like beat up an old lady (laughs) yeah they like rob yeah they like mug someone yeah i was like what the fuck is happening and then like it's like basically the 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 drug spiral that would take six months happens in like forty five minutes, right? And then they end up back at camp, and everyone's like, "Where did you go?" And they're like, "We went back into town with Beth. It was great." <laughs> and everyone's like, "Totally fine." Never to mention heroin again. Yeah, one of the guys is like, "Great, it's always nice to get out of get out of camp, get to town." <laughs> it's insane. I was like, "Who thought about this?" He was like, "It'd be really funny if they have an insane vendor." <laughs> 45-minute bender. So then we cut to... The Moose Lake. Marino and Joe Latrulio. Yes. um, Going to river rafting. And that... It's just insane. Basically, they find out that Marino is a virgin. Yes. And he really wants to go back and bang some girl that he thinks wants to fuck him. A slut, because sluts rock. Sluts rock. Um... And so he literally just leaves Joe Latruglio and is like, bye, I'm going to run back home. And doesn't he like, he starts walking back, right? Well, which is no, crazy he takes he the, no, he t- be a two hour drive. No, he takes the van and then he van. crashes it. Okay. Okay. So like, let's say that the day started at 830 in the morning. Yeah. And the it two hour two drive hours. doesn't make any sense. I the agree. The two hour drive didn't make any sense. 
two hours to get to their site. And then he like driving back and he crashes for no reason. Yeah. Like there's nothing. I literally rewound because I was writing a note and I was like, did a bunny run out in front of him? Like, did some, what happened? Like he literally just goes like straight along the road, straight into a tree. Yep. So then we cut back to the chef. Gene, I wrote down one of his quotes here, though, because I was like, I, I had, will never remember these. Yeah. So this is where he said he was going to do something and then go fondle his sweaters. Yeah. And the, the kid that works with him calls him out and he's like, no, I said fondue with cheddar. And he's like, you absolutely did not. <laughs> and this is when I recognized that he was Stabler. Oh, finally. There's only like three scenes with him. He has like facial hair and stuff. And I was like, I recognize him. I recognize his eyes. Like, I just have to figure out who he is. So, like, Neil, he's like with the kids and he apparently does not have a map. And he doesn't know how to quote unquote get through the rapids. That's something only Mr. Only Neil Neil can do it. Or no, only, only Ken Marino can do it, though. Yes, only Ken Marino can do it. And so the kids are like, we can't get through the rapids. They're already on the river. It's a two and a half hour drive. He leaves the children. Like he just steps out of the boat. <laughs> and he Let says. Of one of the paddles, which means now the kids have one paddle and there's like six kids in the boat. And he just gets out of the boat and is like, I'm going to go get him so that we can make it through the rapids. It was insane. So he says, and he says he'll get, and he says he'll go get Victor dead or alive. And the kids are like, alive. Oh, he has alive. to be alive. <laughs> And so he steals their motorcycle. Yeah. And then there's this weird Neil Victor chase scene where, like, <laughs> like he can't catch Victor on a motorcycle. <laughs> and when Even though, like, he's Victor's on... running, Neil's on the motorcycle. He's and he running and he's him. in, like, Birkenstocks. <laughs> yeah. And then not only that, but then there's, like, the road is two cars wide. And there's a very small hay bale in the middle. And when I say a small hay bale, I mean, like, Think of a blue apron box yeah. size of hay. Like, it's not a large bale of hay. That small is square in the center of the road. And Victor... Dan Marino? Ken Marino. Ken Marino. Dan Marino, a football player. I don't know that name. So, gets up to it and stops and looks at it and then goes over it even though like there's eight feet he, well, he, backs, up, he backs up so he can get a running start to jump yeah it's literally something you could step over and then neil on the motorcycle like spins out because he's like i can't as though like a train was going by yeah, like literally it's just he could have gone around it it just made no sense <laughs> um and then in the midst of this we get like a cut back to abby is the slut that uh victor wants to sleep with yes and she's making out with some redhead dude who's like honestly like kind of a child he looks very baby faced looks like napoleon dynamite yeah, um, like he might be one of the campers a little no 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 that moose. was no the kitties the person she's oh was it moose she did it oh yeah, oh well at one point she was got with the um the guy who was like the the cook's helper kid oh okay yeah, yeah. But that was, was a counselor yeah yeah, yeah. Yes, so a couple of the guys with um, Michael Ian Black, they come upon a group of girls that are in bikinis. One of them is Elizabeth Banks. And they're like, 
they the girl they're like oh hell yeah the, and the girls are kind of walking in like just like a foot into the water and they're tossing a beach ball around s- sexily something nobody does like and they're like oh hell yeah um and then michael ian black's like he just leaves and they're like what the heck like oh he's probably it's because he's never had sex he doesn't he's not he's comfortable, comfortable talking about sex talk. he's not comfortable talking about sexual issues <laughs> um they're like, so what we should do is we should help him get laid. But then he just goes and meets with Bradley Cooper and they hook up. But and they're then, like in love. Like and then they get married. Yes. Yeah. And then they do get married later. Like literally two scenes later, they're getting married and the boys are like, what? Yeah. They're also getting married in the little late. Yes. I was like, is this like a real ceremony? Like, it's just, we're telling you, they accomplished. So much in one day. They accomplished so much. One fun fact I read um, about this was that so at one point on like a talk show or something, um, Bradley Cooper was asked who like what, you know, co-star or whatever was like the best kisser. And he said Michael Ian Black. (laughs) (laughs) So now that Beth has gone camp counselor. So, yeah, so. She's gone to the, the library. She researched physics books. And also Henry researched camp directing. Niles. Niles. Camp yes. directing. And both of those um those subjects were next to each other in the library. Yeah. So then they kind of like exchange, you know, like info back and forth about their favorite parts of the, those topics that yes. they learned about. <laughs> Um, and they end up making out while the kids play capture the flag around them. So then there's a funny scene where Katie and Coop, they go into the goat, a barn where the goats are. Um, and so it starts off, she's in like t-shirt and sweatshirt. He's in t-shirt and a flannel, but then he gets cold. So, or, but then he gets cold first. So he gets cold. So she gives him her sweatshirt and then he and then she's like, now I'm cold. He says, oh, well, do you want my flannel? And then he gives it to her and she puts it on. He's like, it's my favorite flannel, so I'll need it back. And she's like, oh, right now. And he's like, yeah, right now. And he has put on her sweatshirt already. So then he puts her flannel, his flannel back over her sweatshirt. So, yeah, it was just really uncomfortable that they're going back and forth. Like it started out with her expecting him to like give her his thing and then he takes hers and then he asks both of them and then she's like, now I'm colder than I was before and it's just like... It's like, this is why you're alone, bro. But they do make out. Yes, they do. They do make out. Oh, okay. So I have that. They they cut to the therapy with Gail and the kids are doing like full therapy with Gail. Yeah. Molly Shannon. And then the next best one is that their names are McKinley and Ben, but it's Bradley Cooper and Michael Ian Black. Yeah. And they're sitting in the mess hall and... You think that the guys who saw them getting married were going to be, like, mad or homophobic or something? Well, they come in and they say, Ben and McKinley! Like, they're going to be mad. Yeah, but they come in with this giant crate and barrel box and they're like, it's a chase lounge! (laughs) We hope you like it. They get those from Pottery Barn or or it's a crate barrel. That's so funny. Well, they're like, this is for you. Like, they say it angrily. They're like, we got you a chase lounge. We weren't sure if you had one already. Yeah, and then Jean, the cook, is talking to a can of vegetables. 
And the can of vegetables tells him to be who he needs to be. And the can of vegetables is voiced by H. John Benjamin. That's the Bob's Burgers voice guy who, uh, like, is in a ton of, does a ton of voices. Voice work? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, he tells him he needs to be who he need, he should be. And so um, he ends up wheeling, a, you know, going out into the mess hall and saying that he's a fucking weirdo and that he's been talking to the vegetable can. And then his assistant brings out the fridge so that he can hump the fridge on the way back into the kitchen. Yeah, so. Also, the can, also the can of vegetables confessed its terrible secret that it can suck its own dick and does a lot. <laughs> Oh, it's like the worst kind of can of vegetables, too. Not the dick-sucking kind, but, like, the one that's, like, got peas and carrots. And yeah. Stuff. Gross. Um, also, in betwixt all of this, Katie and Cooper just make it. Katie and Coop just made out, but now Katie breaks it off of him. because She's like, I'm with Paul Rudd, and we can't, you know, like, cheat. And Coop goes, when we first started hanging out together this morning. He's, like, yeah. trying to, like, talk about, like, yeah. their relationship is really funny. Well, it's interesting, though, because, like, it starts off with, like, him saying something. They have, like, a little conversation. Then he says to another guy, like, that was the longest conversation we've ever had. And then, but then when the way she's trying to find a girl for him, you'd think that it was, like, a friend zone thing. Yeah. Yeah. But I guess they weren't. Yeah. It just, I guess it was, like, nothing throughout the course of one day. Nothing to friend zone to making out. (laughs) Yeah. Anything can happen at summer camp. So during dinner, they capture the the no bath kid and force him into the showers because yes. this, during the whole movie, Michael Ian Black keeps finding him and is like, "Have you taken a shower yet?" Yeah, and the kid's like, "Yeah," and he's like, "Go take a shower." Yeah, <laughs> your mom's gonna be mad if she picks you up and realizes you haven't taken a shower in right. eight weeks. Right. Beth and Niles are doing camp director and Niles Crane. Yes. Are walking around the campus and having a lovely little date after their first little interaction. And as they're doing their little walk, Niles goes, meet me at the picnic table in 10 seconds. (laughs) And then she just stops where she is and he walks out of the screen, like off camera. (laughs) And then they, and then she walks to the table literally 10 seconds later. And suddenly there's like all these kids and him. And he's in a lab coat. Yeah, and they're they're concerned because they think a piece of Skylab is going to fall out of the sky onto the building that they do the talent show in, because that's the most important thing in the world. You work for a rocket ship now. Is this something that happens? Do I work for, I work for a rocket ship? <laughs> um, that's your manager. <laughs> things do fall out of the sky. Onto camps. That are about to have talent shows. I mean, it wouldn't be. Is anybody right. keeping track of it besides a no. group of campers? No? no. <laughs> There's a lot of space junk out there. One time I was actually walking the dog and I saw something. It was in the sky for so long that I was able to get my phone out and take a Snapchat. Oh my God. And it was part of like some Chinese satellite or experiment. China likes to do this fun thing where they are like, we want to prove that we can blow something up in space and then they just do it and then there's a bunch of space junk floating around because they blew something up in space so um yeah that does happen all the time but not that big and if it was something that big then they would have like it'd be on the news like that this giant thing was gonna fall somewhere in north america pay attention okay (laughs) they do keep track to a degree but most of the space junk up there if it was gonna come in to 
Earth orbit, it would burn up right. and be gone before it got there. But anyways, they're like, Skylab's gonna fall out of the sky and it might kill us all. And they're just like, what are we gonna do? We couldn't possibly just evacuate that building. Yeah, that's... But... The talent show is happening. It's last day of camp. That's totally out of the question. It's like, they're all either all gonna die or they're gonna miss the talent show. Yeah. What are your our options? So, Coop goes to tell Andy, Paul Rudd, to let Katie go. If he cares about her, she'll... He's like... Do you love her? I do. <laughs> Tells her to let let her go. But he says no. So he's oh. like, no, she's hot, man. The reason I wrote down three minutes is because Coop comes into Andy's cabin and knocks and he's like, hey, can I talk to you for a sec? And Andy's all like, yeah. Okay. And then like, he's like, you said a second. And he's like, yeah. Okay, well, like, it's not going to be that long. And he's like, well, how long is it going to be? And he's like, uh, like, three minutes max. <laughs> um, so, but after he tells him he's not going to let her go, Coop runs off crying. And um, so, but Christopher Maloney finds him pouting and he teaches him the new way, which involves a training montage to the original rock top. Uh, yes. Tank top. Yeah, and a headband. Yep. And it's the awesome song, Higher and Higher, which is an original song just for this movie. <laughs> I didn't pay attention to it. I oh my god, it's an awesome song. I love this song. It um I have it as my ringtone from my boyfriend calls me. Oh my god. <laughs> um so then we cut to Neil is back. And he's the one that was with, he abandoned the kids on the river. The first one to abandon the kids on the river. Because uh, ultimately they both did. I mean. Or no, the second one. The second, the second one. Sorry. The second one. The second, second one. Is something they said? <laughs> Neil's the second one. But he, yes, he abandons them literally on the river. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and he tells Beth, the camp director, that Victor ditched them. And that he doesn't know how to get the, through the rapids. And Beth is like, you left them alone on the river? Get the fuck back there. Yeah. Um, did you notice that it cuts to um, Victor is a totally different actor on the motorcycle? I don't know if no, I didn't. he didn't know how to ride a motorcycle. But it shows him. It's a completely different actor. I didn't notice that. And I was like, like it's a stunt double. And then That's... he like gets off the bike and it's him. And I was like... Was this like me catching the waterfall? From That's Anaconda? funny. I didn't notice that. So you'll have to go back and watch that. It was pretty funny. I don't know what the fuck was going on there. But Victor came back for Abby and Abby's making out with some other dude again. So Neil and Victor both run back to save the kids on the raft. Because they're about to go for Devil's Canyon. They're, yeah. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Neil comes back and he's like, they're about to go over Devil's Canyon. And again, it's a two hour drive. I know. So it's a two hour drive there. It's a two hour drive back. And then like somehow they miraculously get to the kids at Devil's Canyon on time and Victor saves them and then it's really funny because they make a little reference where he says something he's like I'm okay you're okay and that was like an 80s self-help book oh it was <laughs> yeah it made me laugh so we cut back to the nerds and they're panicking because they're like Skylab's gonna hit the rec room in 90 minutes <laughs> um and I said they act like evacuating it's just too hard yeah because they're like <laughs> Our little, they, they had made, the nerds had made, like, a tracker so they could watch the Skylab thing. And they're yeah. like, it's going to hit the rec room. And they're like, we just need something with a number that changes every 10 seconds or something. Randomly. Randomly, 1 through 20. 
Well, that's too hard. That's impossible. Like, you don't have a supercomputer. Like, also, yeah. Also, you have eight kids. Just like make them say a random number. Yeah, and that's true. In, like, <laughs> but anyways, one of the nerd kids, of course, had a twenty-sided He's die. He's a dungeon master, so he has yeah. his twenty-sided dice. And so apparently, they do a bunch of stuff, and that's supposed to divert the Skylab from hitting the rec room. So now we cut to the talent show with the whole movie's been building towards. Yeah. Barely mentioned the whole time. Yep. Gail's man shows up. His and name is Ron. He's played by Judah Friedlander, who is a uh, Frank on 30 Rock. So this is like a really funny random person when the first time I watched it, I was like, oh my God, it's Frank. I've never seen him in anything else. <laughs> um, the kids, you know, he's like, I want to make it work. But the kid's therapy worked on her. And she's like, I don't need you, Ron. Yeah. Um, then what Bradley Cooper and Amy Poehler and the kids have been working on this whole time was a rendition of Day by Day. Amy Poehler was being so, so mean to the kids. Yeah. And it went really well. And they sounded really good. And yeah. the girls sounded fine. And everyone in the audience started to join in. And it, it seemed like it was going great. And then it ends and they all booed. I know. I mean, compared to the one of the other acts that went before it, which was a kid who could balance a broom on his hand, and he does it for like two seconds. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, yes, it was a much, but it was not a bad production, and the girl had a good voice. It was not bad. Yep. Um. Then we cut to Coop and Katie, and Coop is sitting next to her, and goes, "I've grown up a lot since we last talked before dinner." Yeah. And he's like, I'm not going to try and win you over. I'm leaving. And then he leaves her a little gift. Um, And then Steve is this weird kid that we have not mentioned. No. Because he's just kind of like a, he talks like a robot and he didn't make any friends. He's like one of the counselor's little brothers, I think, also. Yes, yeah. They're like, you're such a fucking weirdo. <laughs> yeah. So, um... The camp director was like, Steve, we're going to put you on at the end of the talent show, okay? Mm-hmm. And he gets up there, and then he does this, like, weird thing, and he makes all this wind happen. And so... <laughs> Did you forget about this? No, I remember, but I always thought it was a coincidence. You think he did it magically? No, I don't actually. Like, I don't understand what, like, it's a fucking weird-ass comedy. I don't... They also had a fucking wormhole in order to get to the river and back in time. So like, I don't know. He did like either typing numbers one through twenty yeah. into a machine did it, or weirdo kid did it. Yeah. So I don't know. But he makes all this wind happening and like everyone's kind of screaming, and then the Skylab misses the rec room, and so it's either him doing the weird wind stuff. Or the kids doing their nerdy one through twenty yeah. Dungeons and Dragons dice thing, um, and then Katie opens the little gift that Coop gave her, and it's his favorite flannel. And it's that funny because it's a tiny box, yeah. And then like the whole flannel comes out, <laughs> like it's like a circus act. And so she chases after Coop and is like, "I love you." Yeah. And it does not last long. No, no. He's like Coop is telling his parents, but. Yeah, it's the next day now. It's, like, the morning and everyone's leaving and Coop's, like, I met the one. Yep. And then she's, like, um, Andy's really hot. And right he now, says, all I care about is sex and I really don't care that he's kind of boring. Well, at one point she says he's, like, chiseled by the gods or something like that. 
Um, and then we cut to Niles, who won the Hopkins Trophy, which means he got a job offer for his, or I guess for his Skylab work, whatever. That's not how, um, that's not how higher education works. Do not just get awards within 12 hours, but <laughs> got a job offer. And a trophy. Yeah. Yeah, and it was like a trophy that you would get from T-Ball. Yeah. Um, and he gets a job offer in Cape Canaveral with NASA. And so, of course, camp director is really sad. She's like, I'm really happy for you, I guess. And he was like, no, you're going to come with me and I get to fly back. You get to fly back every summer so that you can manage the camp. Yeah. And then she's like, that's great because I'm pregnant. Well, because he's like, I know we've been having trouble with, you know. And she's like, no, we're not. I'm pregnant. Yeah, you're like, <laughs> They've been trying for a baby. <laughs> for 12 hours. Yes. And she says, he's like, we can always adopt. She's like, no, I'm pregnant. <laughs> God, it's insane. And then this is the worst part of the whole movie. <laughs> I think I know what you're going to say. Molly Shannon is Gail, the craft teacher that's been having a meltdown over her ex-husband, yeah. and she's been having therapy from this kid in her class. And so it cuts to, I'm really glad that it all worked out for you two. And like, they're together. <laughs> Molly Shannon and the child are a couple. Yeah. And I was like, that was a little disturbing. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, that's kind of it. Yeah, and then that's the end of the movie. Yeah, there wasn't a lot of plot, guys. I like. I know it sounds like we like hopped around. A there's little, no main plot. Like, there's a lot of little plots, none of which are actually important. No, <laughs> right. There's no character development. There's no <laughs> right. There's no lesson learned. Uh, I don't think we talked about it, but Paul Rudd did throw another kid into the forest. Like. <laughs> so Andrea I mean this movie was so wild and there were so many different people in it like are there any fun facts because I feel like this definitely should have some fun facts um there's some um well the I already said the one about uh Bradley Cooper saying that that was his best on-screen kiss was Michael Ian Black I think that's hilarious. um but I have a there's a list on IMDb of some of the rejected titles for the movie and they are wild um so there's a, a lot of them are quite sexual, um, including boners and clits. That was a title. Best thing is like that. Like, there's no way that that would become the title. Like, you right. couldn't even also, put it on TV. Damp vagina camp. You also couldn't put that on TV. Can't masturbate each other. Also, can't put that on TV. Sex flies and a videotape of a kid masturbating. What? Oh, because there is a reference about some kid masturbating in in one of the cabins and he got, like, expelled, right? Like, yes. Like, on video. Taco meat drips on nipples, too. What? <laughs> that doesn't even happen. That doesn't even make sense. I don't know. There's, like, a lot of, um, there's, there's a lot of crazy ones. Okay, so I am just looking, by the way. I just Googled the movie and it says the tagline was High Times Hard Bodies Soft Rock. <laughs> Which makes me, I mean, that's pretty, that's a pretty solid, um, a solid summary of the 80s, I think. Right. Um, but yeah, so. <laughs> we just noticed on IMDb that there is an epilogue. An, an after credits scene, so we went and watched it. And since it was on Peacock, we had to watch 
three minutes of commercials first. To watch 10 seconds of a clip. Less than 10 seconds. <laughs> they just cut back to 10 years later when they said they were going to be there at 9 so that they would make sure they were all there by 9.30. And yeah. someone showed up at 9.34 and was like, sorry guys, I'm late. I thought we said 9.30. And they're like, nope, we said 9 so that we'll all be here by 9.30. And then that's it. <laughs> that's it. That's it. That was really funny. Um, yeah. Yeah, it was, uh, it was fun. So I'll mention that um, after this, so this movie came out in 2001. So then in 2015, I believe, Netflix, because so this movie takes place in the last day of camp, right? Mm-hmm. So Netflix came out with a show that is the first day of camp of this same summer. And it's it's so funny because it's like, it takes... It's got to be so much older. Yes, everyone's way older. And it takes place 15 years later. And the guy who plays Coop has like, gained a decent amount of he's not not crazy amount of weight but i know 15 15 years 15 years yeah yeah and so it's it's like anyone except for paul rudd right vampire so it's like i guess he spent all summer losing the weight like (laughs) that was but you learn the origin of some things that happened in the movie like you learn the origin of a talking can of vegetables and the origin of the song and um some other stuff like that but no the higher and higher song um but the show's pretty funny and then there's a another show that came out a couple years after that that's about the 10 years later and i haven't watched that one yet but um yeah the other show the show that i did watch that's a prequel is pretty funny i recommend all right um all right should we get into your rating yeah all right Wet Hot American Summer do you remember what the ratings are yes will you never get this time back were you entertained, at least, or <laughs> will you tell other people to just watch it? I would say I'm somewhere between I was entertained and just watch it. Like okay. a certain yeah. person, I would tell them to watch it and be like, "It's really stupid." Like to me, it's like, like there's just no plot, right? <laughs> like it's really hard to be like. I was looking at um, IMDb, like, describing the movie, and I was like, that's not at all how I would describe the movie. Like, yeah. it's just a bunch of hijinks at a camp. Yeah. There is no end goal. Like, there's right. there's really nothing going on there. There's it's a few funny. end goals, yeah. Um, okay, good. Well, I would have been really sad if you said never get this time back. That would have been a... Gr- <laughs> that would have been, been grim for you, because this is the best one I have for a while. <laughs> I'm actually not sure. I have to look at my list. But. Oh, well, now I have Free Willy to put on mine. Oh, oh looking God. forward to that. <laughs> Sorry. You is that from Free Willy? I don't know. What the, the, is that the beaver sound? I'm crying whales. Like, <laughs> it's something we would do in my family. Oh, my God. Because <laughs> he sounds so pathetic. <laughs> it's really mean to laugh at a poor whale. A poor, tortured whale. Oh, my God. All right, Andrea. Well, that was fun. I'm glad we did a summer movie. I feel like we just kind of came off of our little summer hiatus. So yes. it was very fitting. Um, I enjoyed it. Because this is hard. So we needed a break. <laughs> We've, it's been really tough. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Shit just got busy. Yep. But we will. So we're glad to be back. If you've missed it. We've missed you. So you can always find us on Instagram at justwatchit underscore pod. Or you can reach out to email us at justwatchitpodcast at gmail.com. Give us any, you know, 
comments, compliments, reviews, recommendations, movies to add to the list. Now we have Free Willy for Andrea and oh American Graffiti for both of us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and with that, I'm Lorraine Popolison. I'm Andrea Tomlinson. And this was Just Watch It.